Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a, a, a what's you call it, a, a, a hotel room in San Francisco doing the punchline this week, and come to the show, Ranger of the Dork Forest fan and fellow dork, I would imagine. Uh, you wanted to do the show, and, and that is an attainable goal. My, my, it's a, let's do it. But your dorkdom, <laughs> Rebecca Deans, is it Deans plural? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Dean's plural is uh, the Venture Brothers, which um, hilariously is also something that I enjoyed a great deal. So I knew I was safe. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, let's dork out about the door. <laughs> let's dork out about the Venture Brothers. I did like that you were like, no, they don't have to follow my Instagram uh, <laughs> because it's quilts and cross stitch, and I was like, mm-hmm. those are also two different dork forests that I've already done. I, so. I have listened to quilts and cross stitch <laughs> and beekeeping and many others. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebecca Deans, what and is I don't even think the Venture Brothers they're not they're making them completely unevenly, right? Oh, it's crazy. It like the first the pilot came out in 03 and then the first season was in 04. Skip a couple years, skip a year, skip a couple more years, and then a huge chunk with two specials in the middle of it, and then we get a new season and then a, a huge special and then the last two seasons. Four, two seasons. And, yeah, yeah, there seems so, what is it? So what is that? 7 seasons or it's with 7 with, seasons in 15 years? Okay. Did you ever do a thing that I did for Andy one season was I ordered him those t-shirts? Yes, I was part of the t-shirt club. I loved them. <laughs> okay. Actually, I want to get more. I'm going to look on Etsy and uh, Poshmark and uh, eBay and get some and, of the ones Andy I missed still out wears on. his Hanko. He, oh, he, he, Hanko's a great shirt. That's so a great the shirt. OSI one. It's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so, you know, they're cut for Sort of yeah, girls, tiny or girls. <laughs> or nerdy guys. It turns out, or or well, they had a a male cut and a female cut, and I'm like, I'm going to the gym all the time. I'll get the ladies cut, and nope. I nope. stopped going to the gym all the time. <laughs> Ex- right, and quite honestly, the ladies cut is uh, complete bullshit. I don't understand <laughs> yes. what is happening with the ladies cut, but it's never really worked out for me. There's a very mm-hmm. specific lady in mind. They have a very yeah. specific uh, female person in mind. And it is Something not in I. The Pamela Anderson range, I think. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Very large, very, very skinny, very kind. <laughs> yes, very, very <laughs> possible. So, but, so for people who don't know, was it on Adult Swim? Was that yeah. the first? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So the Venture Brothers, and it was, was it BROS, a a period? Okay. So, and in 2003, it was, it was an early time for Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. So they were coming out with just sort of specials or sort of one-offs. And that, what is it based on again? I forget. It's It's sort of Johnny Quest. That's it. As an adult who's a failure. So like right. all of the questing has completely given PTSD and being raised with too much money has no ability to interact properly in society. Right. So he's just out there kind of re uh, 
doing the Spring same thing per- to his kids that he had done to him. Right. Maybe isn't as high, uh, re- as well received as his father was in the scientific community. <laughs> right. Right. He is not well received. He keeps repurposing a lot of his father's older inventions. Mm-hmm. And um, so Dr. Venture, but he is an adult version of Johnny Quest. That's right. Yeah. But and he also has, there is a Johnny Quest character. And he is even more screwed up than Rusty is. Oh, who was he that? Is, um, not they just call him Johnny. And he's blonde okay. and he's a heroin addict. Oh, he's a recurring. He's a yeah. recurring character. I, yeah. I remember him. Okay. <laughs> I think we have the first four seasons on DVD. At that point, I think I was. it was an excellent Christmas gift for Andy. I would be like, okay, this is something it's, we it's can It's a good one. Watch. I have all seven on DVD because... Mm-hmm or Blu-ray as they moved into that. And then they have great audio director's commentary on the DVDs. So I love oh, them. Really? And it's really just Doc Hammer and Jackson Public who are the creators talking about a little bit about the show, a lot about their own lives, a little bit about <laughs> New York, which is where they're recording this. So it can be a little loud. And also talking about how much they personally enjoy um, audio or a, uh, commentaries which i enjoy because when you're sewing and you're listening to commentary you don't have to be looking at what's on the screen because you're so familiar with it it's almost it's almost like visual description it's almost Mm -hmm. like the blind whispering because they're talking about the the scene that they're describing so it's kind of podcasting listening to a podcast right right you don't always have to see the vid Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for sure. It's different when there's someone wants to show you their pet possum, which was Mo <laughs> Alexander last week. But, I okay. have to listen to that because I love a possum. <laughs> oh my God, so does he. Weirdly <laughs> enough, he stayed in a condo two people before me. And that was the week I got a rash. Oh. And they were like, maybe you're allergic to possum. And I was like, are you not cleaning this condo? Because <laughs> it has been two or three weeks. And um, you would think possum hairs would have at least... Be vacuumed up, sheets washed, would hope. Yeah, some damn thing. It makes me itch just to even think of it. <laughs> so, okay, so there's uh, there's Dr. Venture, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, Brock. Yes, his bodyguard. His bodyguard, and then the two boys, his yes. sons. And it's Hank... Dean, that's right. And they and, are fraternal twins rather than identical twins. Oh, that's right, because they're clones or they were testing babies clones. or and then they yeah. I did they ever talk about who was their mother? Never. There no. is in the second season there's a character who believes she's their mother, and they leave you in that episode thinking it's possible she's their mother. But when that character is brought back up in a one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, themed episode, it's proved that Myra is not the boy's mother because she wow. finally wants to birth them. And she's trying to do a rebirth ceremony with the boys <laughs> and they're not having it. <laughs> oh my God. So creepy. I mean, that is one of the things about this is that it is epically violent yeah. and, um, and very, very, and often, just a little gross mm-hmm. and but it's and i would i would posit that the first three seasons initially am i right in remembering that they did there was no arc in those early seasons there were one-offs um it was more like creature feature of the week but there were a couple of over it was introducing a lot of characters and in season three we do a lot of backstory work like we find out how Billy and White get involved. We find out, you know, oh. Samson's background with Colonel Gathers. We right. find out all sorts of, you know. Right, right. The they flesh things out. Mm-hmm. They flesh things out later. But I remember it would the those early episodes, they would just end. Mm-hmm. And then there would be some sort of slug or like a, a big what's going to happen next week. And then they never mention it again. That's the kind of the best part is like the, in season two, I believe, there's an episode called Return to the House of Mummy. There's no House of Mummy. It's not a part <laughs> two that you somehow missed the part one of. It's just, it is what it is. And then it really devolves into who is the bigger man slash smaller man between uh, Doc and Dr. Orpheus. 
because oh. one tries to shrink Ray and one ends up uh, psychologically devastating himself and just <laughs> becoming small internally. Oh my God, Dr. Orpheus <laughs> is Dr. Strange. And yes. that is so amazing. And what season does he not come in? He's, I mean, he's sort of peripheral. He's very yeah. early. Yeah. But I think then his daughter is introduced. Triana. And Triana. Oh, my God. And, and she's Dean all goth. is so in love with Triana, and she is just not interested. And no. she's she has a friend, and they go on a double date between the boys and the girls. And just like, I think on one of the commentaries, the guys said that they were thinking about turning her friend into the boy's first arch nemesis and i would i would have loved to see that because oh that yeah dr girlfriend gives the young woman her card and says call me if you're interested and it's (laughs) a you know it's the guild card (laughs) right right it's a guild card the monarch is i the monarch and the henchman i think might have been my favorite i actually and this is full of spoilers for a show that is clearly almost 20 years old. Uh, so know in your heart that you're not missing anything. <laughs> Though I was annoyed when one of the one of the henchmen dies, right? Yes, when 24, we lose 24, a lot is happening at the exact same time where yeah. Brock quit and 24 dies and Helper's blown up. Yeah. And it's just like, I, of course, focused on Brock quitting because I love Brock. But- sure. You know, who, the who doesn't on... have a crush on the animated Brock <laughs> Samson? And uh, <laughs> well, he just cuts through their bullshit a lot of the times. He's just like, no, <laughs> no, he's just and and it's he just shows up and he has all of the skills. Yes, he has all of the mad. You know, he has the the killing skills, mm-hmm. but he also has the human skills to interact with the boys. Mm-hmm. That is. <laughs> You wouldn't have saw it, right? Like, it, I mean, if if he's if their the, nanny, he, but also yeah. their bodyguard. <laughs> yes, exactly. He is their nanny. I remember that time they go to Mexico. They go to Tijuana. Yes, uh, that's first an early real episode. Okay, Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> and Doc gets paid in pesos and really not happy. About it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Is he gets paid in pesos? He doesn't know, and it's. It's more of an ESL class than mm-hmm. anything else, you know? Um, you're just like, what is what is this show? I remember watching it going, because I'd also like the art. Yes, that's a the, great big draw is how they designed their characters and their environments. It looked, it looked like a real, it looked like an, a genuinely updated version of a 70s cartoon or 60s mm-hmm. cartoon. And... Um, so it didn't look like it was, you know how sometimes they take, there's, you know, a lot of video games, they're like, well, we're going to make it look like a 16-bit video game, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a lot more complex than that. This thing didn't even pretend to do that. They they had that sort of art direction, but they went with a modern, they they did it, they they were like, we're just still going to Almost do like it Archer, Photoshop. you're not sure when it set, because there's so much modern technology, but also all of the interiors, not even just Doc's interiors, which like he had money in the seventies and then wasn't getting that much money. So he stopped redecorating <laughs> and they spent a lot of money on decorating this place the first time around. Right. Oh my God. But when they go to New York at the uh, beginning of season six, everything is new and shiny and phones and hover cars and just ultra tech. Right. Right. They have those. And I think in the first couple of seasons do the boys have hover scooters. Or is that, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I just, I just, I love, so Andy, there was a, um, there was a a cosplay. It was a a LARP, live action, um, um, Avenger Brothers LARP that Andy took part in. And uh, he and his buddy Scott, who has been on the show many times, I think the last time he was on uh, was Batman. And, um, he talked about Batman and, but they played 24 and uh, 23. Was it 21 and 20, 21. Yeah. 20, 21 and 24, 24. Yeah. And um, Scott had never been to a cause. He had never done a LARP before. So he didn't know. 
I've only done a couple myself, and I am never certain of the rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott did not know the rules, so he stayed in character as 24 for four hours. <laughs> and, and he was like, I'm going to go get a, some chips. Uh, <laughs> but he also was just so wowed by their, and their costumes were great. I mean, I mm-hmm. have pictures of Andy and Scott as, as the two henchmen. They made, you know, foam. They looked, they looked good. And, but the monarch, so the monarch is his arch enemy, is Dr. Yes, Venture's arch enemy. It's very complicated. And I'm going to spoil Please. Away. Yes, there please. are many levels to the meaning the Venture Brothers, because at first you're like Hank and Dean, Venture Brothers, go team Venture. And then you find out that at some point, Rusty absorbed his twin and his twin is still living inside of him and his twin wants out. So then after the boys are, spoiler alert, killed at the end of season one, it's going to be Rusty and this new Dr. Venture, because Dr. Jonas Venture Jr., who named himself after their father, um, <laughs> got his doctorate, like multiple doctorates, while uh, Rusty was mourning the loss of the boys and having some playtime out in the real world. And then, so there's that. And then we have uh, a new characters introduced that you think is Brock's son at first, because it just, this kid drives Brock up the wall the way only your own child can. Oh, so the square headed guy. Yes. Yeah. Hank's friend Dermot can understand Robot, which only the Venture Brothers can. He just, there's a lot going on. And then you find out that he's actually Rusty's kid because Rusty knocked up his teenage. Uh, fan club leader and he and they live close enough by that you know Rusty's kids are now friends with his illegitimate kids so then you've got right. the Venture Brothers being Hank, Dean and Dermot and then right. you find out what a giant raging asshole the original Dr. Uh, Jonas was and he is actually the father of the monarch and that's where oh. we end it. Is like there was supposed to be a okay. one more season. Let's, let us go back seven. in time and unpack. Okay, <laughs> let us unpack that. That's the end of season seven. Yeah, as we find out that Doctor yeah. J- J- that Rusty. Okay, so Rusty, by the way, is Rusty Venture, uh-huh. uh, do- our current our Doctor Venture, played yeah. by Urbania. Um, James Urbania. Yeah, and um, so. By the way, the James Urbaniak episodes of The Dork Forest are a delight because mm-hmm. he is made up of bees that know about old Hollywood. So him, <laughs> I had he him. He always and, sounds like Dr. Venture. He always. Man. He took his yeah. kid to the, the zoo and somebody's like, is that Dr. Venture? And he's like, ah, I just ah, like that, I guess. I guess I do. And uh, so, but, so Rusty Venture is our current Dr. Venture. Yes. His dad mm-hmm. was Jonas Venture. Correct. And uh, his absorbed um, little uh, the, when so his when he, twin that he absorbed in the womb yet somehow fully formed right is born fully formed forty <laughs> yes is, is Jonas Junior correct JJ okay. JJ now Hank and Dean mm-hmm. are are Rusty's real sons yes. as is Dermot. Yeah. Who is the neighbor kid who is mm-hmm. also a son from a different mother, but with an actual mother. Because yeah. here's the thing about the two, the two, the Dean and, and, and Hank, they're clones. So mm-hmm. they, every time they die, they, that's why they sleep in those beds so that their memories can be uploaded so that if they're killed, they can just be re the software can be re added and then they can Up just keep going. The end of season three. Because season- they send the clones out to battle the OSI and the Monarch's troops, and they just, and then they all die. Doctor Venture's like, the boys want to go out and fight, and Doctor Venture's like, no, 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 we we need to be careful now. <laughs> now, now we now you can't. We have no backups. We have no backups of of the boys, yeah. and um, so okay, so then that's season three. Now we have Dermot. When so the monarch and mm-hmm. Doctor Girlfriend. I love uh, Doctor Girlfriend. Oh, Doctor Girlfriend! I have a Doctor Girlfriend. She has been the Mother Mary in our in our um, 
nativity scene many times. And uh, so, but sh- so the monarch is a butterfly based mm-hmm. supervillain where he flies around in what looks to be a beehive. It's supposed to be a cocoon, but again, it does look way more like a beehive because cocoons are static. So I wouldn't think it's flowing around, but I honestly think they really missed a trick when they renamed Jocker Girlfriend after the wedding. Because I wanted her to be named Madam Butterfly. Because oh, because of Madam That's Butterfly. what I was waiting for. Because I initially started back when you had to wait for every episode and then <laughs> whole seasons and like summers and winters. And then you're just thinking about it all the time. It's like, what, what are they, they going to do? They're married. How are they going to deal with this? Because she's not Doctor Girlfriend anymore. Right. And then they tell you and it's like eh, i'll live with it because it's what it is but what was it oh she's um dr mrs the mark oh you're it's right i it's it's a mouthful it was not i want i think i always refer to her as mrs dr girlfriend mm-hmm. and um which <laughs> didn't make... <laughs> right they were still in love so uh <laughs> and um but she was always the real threat in mm-hmm. in their in their relationship. Yeah. And um here now what you have done is you have created a real spoiler because I don't think we got to the end of, of seven oh. to find out about because we knew that Jonas was not great. Like no. whenever you'd see a clip, he would be off solving problems or inventing things, mm-hmm. but never being a father. Yeah, so, at one point, uh, he's being a psychiatrist to his own child. Very problematic. <laughs> right, right, all kinds of terribles. And so, yeah, so at the end of it, we find out that they're actually, Rusty and Doctor and the monarch are actually mm-hmm. brothers. And you can and, see it. There's a whole arc in the sixth and seventh season where you're like, they have kind of the same face shape. And that probably came about in the beginning just because, they were drawing quickly and, you know, right, right. it's it was, all hand drawn. It's one of the few traditional oh, style oh, cartoons that was left on the plate of, you know, everything started getting faster. Does, and does digital that mean that there's cells? I believe there are. That's kind of exciting, <laughs> though. Of course, cells now are thousands. I think probably always were. But um, I think we're such a niche market. You might be able to get them for a. A decent might, price. A decent price. There <laughs> might be a song. And uh there uh yeah, that that is so are there I mean there's so many great characters in this thing. Are there too many to what, list. <laughs> too many to list. Uh, what are what are some of your favorite characters? As I hit oh, the So definitely twenty one. And I love how he comes into his own after around season four, and he's totally in love with Dr. Girlfriend, who again I love Dr. Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They kind of had some issues in the first season, first couple seasons with some transphobia that would definitely have flown much better in 2003, 2004 because of how Brock reacts to this very gravelly voiced woman. But right. she's still and my favorite. She's still my favorite. And and uh, speaking of Brock and his sexual exploits, so the Russian yeah. woman with the patch. Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I will say this on episode on, on season six and seven. I remember watching it going, you guys have kind of a hacky early twenties. Like your sex jokes have not matured much past this. Correct. And so if people do start watching it now, know that it is a little hacky. Yeah. And <laughs> but there is joy to be found in Mudville. If you, you know, get through the, the weeds. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and then um, Warriana, who is the um, their version of Wonder Woman, who's voiced by Kate McKinnon. Right. From because... SNL. Oh, and my she's goodness. Like, who Brock attaches to after. Because Molotov is completely uninterested in Brock. She has her own life and she wants, she has her own guild of super assassins mm-hmm. and she's in love with uh the giant guy whose name i can't remember when the pinstripe suit who's like the oh. businessman who will <laughs> yeah. sue you into submission <laughs> but he's also literally massive <laughs> right right he's a giant right and then there's the invisible guy with the limbs oh phantom it's, limb. 
the phantom limb guy, I'm like, there's part of me that literally wants to look up um, a just a just a Wikipedia list of characters <laughs> because because I love this show so much mm-hmm. and that there aren't episodes so much that that stop me. Though there are parts I there's there whenever there's a scene where the monarch in his cocoon is flying <laughs> towards the venture compound, I know that I'm about to see something amazing. And uh, and his battle color is fuchsia. And oh. all the lights turn purple when he's about to attack. <laughs> it's but he's a monarch. Yeah. And he uh and, and in the beginning, the first season, I think they talk about how um like the danger of butterflies and how a mm-hmm. butterfly is your natural enemy. <laughs> he really, there are several like butterfly themed things. Like he, his, the man who raised him was a superhero called the blue Morpho who died in a car, in a plane accident when a uh, young uh, monarch was like nine or so. And he oh, right, right. was raised among the monarch butterflies. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He was weeks. actually, and, and he lived on milkweed. And that's why he identifies <laughs> as the monarch. Right. And, and then, then there's, yeah. Oh, and then when uh, 21 is trying to break into the insane asylum for supervillains, he dresses up like the Viceroy. And the Viceroy is in a type of butterfly that mimics the monarch butterfly. So there are all these like levels. <laughs> And the pupa twins, which I don't love, but I no. like them more than I like them as the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I not, I genuinely have to watch the show again just yeah. because it's such a is it? I wonder if it's streaming too. It is, so you can get it on HBO Max. You can get okay. it on Hulu. The okay. problem with Hulu is they will cut the end joke, like definitely for all oh. first three seasons, and the end joke is very important. So follow yeah. all the credits. End joke move on to the next season or the next right, right. They, and yeah, they always have a tag yeah yeah they're not necessarily like they make the show they make that episode yes. whatever it is they, they either finish they hit a joke on the head or they just it's important and hulu always just cuts that out and at least so for weird. the first three seasons because you right. know they're so used to no one sitting through the credits not like they're long credits it's a 22 minute show when I was a child, I remember when MASH went into syndication, I was like, they're cutting out the after. That's what I mm-hmm. called it as a child. Yes. Uh, and it was the it was the final joke. It would be like mm-hmm. they would come back in and they would do, it was like a stinger. Or I don't, there, there's an actual term for it, uh, denouement. God knows. I'm sure there's <laughs> something very beautiful that it's called. But I always called it the the sort of the last joke. And mm-hmm. um and when they went into syndication they would cut that joke. And yeah. so that's what Hulu's doing. And mm-hmm. I don't approve. So HBO so, Max. HBO Max. And then you can I ended up buying season seven on Amazon Prime because we had cut the cable cord and I wasn't seeing it on Adult Swim anymore. So it's like I will pay to have it as it comes out. And I will pay to get the final disc set because I need all the discs. <laughs> right, right. Because eventually HBO Max is going to be bought by Discovery Plus and they're going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we need. We need to own the DVDs, which is why <laughs> uh, the fact that there are no DVDs for any of the Marvel Disney Plus TV shows oh. hurts my heart. Yes. I'm like, I would like a WandaVision set, please. Mm-hmm. I would like a... She-Hulk set. There's, uh, I would like a Hawkeye set, a Winter Soldier Falcon. Nope, uh, not happening. So, um, so okay. So I have uh, Venture uh, Ventech Industries, uh, <laughs> Sergeant Hatred. Oh, our our very problematic. Oh my God, nemesis pedophile turned reformed pedophile Filed. who's now in charge of the boys. This is right. Who is now the, yeah, there's now the nanny who is some sort of reform pedophile, and he's got to make sure he takes some. I forget whether he's taking some drug or if no he's... molestol. It's an injectable drug, <laughs> <laughs> which he ran it's... out of when they had the Lord of the Rings movie joke, and so he's looking at like just triggers, and the audience is full of little kids, and he's like yes. running away. So he's self-aware enough to remove himself from the situation yes yes but still like it, what 
has, why would you create this recurrent yes yeah, pedophile. pedophile character that you kind of like by the end because he's right. so earnest he's earnest and he is trying and you're just like what is pedophilia i mean they don't really <laughs> ever they're just well, they literally play it for the gag there which are is... several jokes about the boys not wanting to sit next to him during the wedding uh showdown at cremation creek because right. one remembers what happened and the other one doesn't and he's like, oh, we're not sitting next to him. <laughs> wow. It is. And they yeah. kind of dropped that because it would get, I think it would get too dark when they moved him in. But they also, like, when Rusty ran the day camp yeah. and had all the boy adventure, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. stuff, like, uh, Sergeant Hatred came in and he was going to menace. He was going to arch Dr. Venture at that time. And he was like, mm-hmm. I can't. There are too many beautiful too many children. Children. jeez. <laughs> oh, it is. Bad it is unapologetic hooking those two up. <laughs> right, right. And just unapologetically, weirdly mm-hmm. dark sometimes, where you're like, I actually am made uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which there um is. Yeah. Yeah. So um so it's it's Quiz Boy, Billy Quiz Boy. Yeah, Billy, who is uh, a boy genius and has most likely a form of dwarfism and hydrocephalia, which means he has a very large head. Right. But he also has a fake hand and a uh, robot eye. And you find out all of the back secrets to that in season three about how he got that way. Oh, right, right. And then he is and his uh, his partner, mm-hmm. Pete White, uh, yeah. Mr. White. Yeah. And he's Who an albino. with Rusty. That's it. <laughs> yes. And because Quiz Boy was a fan of Rusty's mm-hmm. and um, Pete White just he was always just a a. a they were rivals. At one uh, point, they Rusty. call him a star fucker because Billy is obviously his best friend. He lives with Billy. He plays video games with Billy. Yep. They are a team under they the They have OS. a business. They have a yeah. business. But he always refers to Rusty as his best friend, Doc Venture, as his best friend because he's a star fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, here's the weird thing is the pirate captain. Oh, I love pirate captain. Wait, is he the skinny character who shows mm-hmm. up and he's like a he's like he's another Brock Samson. He's like he used to be Brock Samson's uh, colonel or something. Or no, captain? no, no, that's Sir, uh, Colonel Gathers. Who oh, that is, is um, Colonel. the guy who has the uh, sex reassignment surgery. That's because it. Because Brock okay. can't kill women, won't kill women. So he oh, right, gets right. changed. And then they, <laughs> they kind of waffle back and forth about whether he really wanted it. And then he gives it up. And you're like, where where does he identify? Where does she identify? But mm-hmm. like they play it a lot for laughs. But there yeah, is a yeah. pirate captain who, in the very David Bowie-themed uh, water-based episode, they... Cause, uh, <laughs> Rusty, Dr. Ven- new Dr. Venture is trying to dig up one of his dad's old inventions that they lost in the ocean. Oh, And right. he's like, oh, I'm going to make money on this. Yep, Because yep. <laughs> nobody else has this patent. <laughs> um, and then the when Jonas Jr. shows up, he starts using the pirate captain as his sort of man Friday, and he does all this stuff. And he's kind of like Brock, but also Dr. Jonas Jr. doesn't need protection because he's not effing around with the villains, the super right, right, so he's right. just like yeah, he, running the thing. Yeah, he's just a businessman and yeah. a scientist. Yeah. But so, then Pirate Captain gets hooked back on tranquilizers and they do a whole train spotting joke in one of the later seasons. Oh my god. So um so then okay, so oh wait a minute. They say in on this Wikipedia, whatever mm-hmm. this is, um it's Avenger Brothers fandom is that when Dr. Girlfriend married the monarch, they call her Dr. Mrs. The Monarch. That sounds correct. That sounds better. But um, yeah, that that sounds because the monarch is is the self-styled arch nemesis. His real name is Malcolm Fitzcarraldo. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with monarch butterflies. He frequently describes himself as Dr. Ventures nemesis. Their rivalry resides almost completely in the monarch's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Venture considers him more of a nuisance than a genuine threat. So, yeah, then there's 21 and 20, 
24, the Tim Tom and Kevin. Yes. Moffat's those... and the, yeah. So they were Dr. Girlfriend's sidekicks when she was a standalone. Because That's she right. started as a standalone and then she worked as a back, or a sidekick for uh, Phantomos, who is Phantom Limb. And then right. she ran off with the monarch. That's and right. That is in the beginning of season three. They're doing a a whole they're trying to get seen as a couple by the guild. So the guild is this very bureaucratic institution of villainy. Right, right. It's full of paperwork. It's the Al Anon of villainy, where there's a lot of let's read the minutes, and uh, so you find out their whole backstory and how they got hooked up and 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 where everybody came from, like Tim Tom and 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 those little guys are are mean. They're mean and creepy (laughs) as all hell, and every time they show up, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to watch this episode because they are. Uh, they are uh, the Mrs. Murder, formerly Dr. Mrs. Murderous Moppets. They're surly, foul-mouthed, and utterly psychotic, and they were killed by when Sergeant Hatred destroyed the cocoon with his hover tank. Um, I don't remember his hover tank. I remember the hover tank. I don't remember exactly when they left the show, but there was such a big change in characters between seasons five and six, like because okay. everybody moves to New York. Oh, because right. Um, the they've run out. The monarch has run out of money. Basically, he yes. cannot rebuild his cocoon one more time. <laughs> so he moves into the home of his parents, and that's where he finds out that his dad was a superhero and is very disturbed. Because, and then right. they find like video of Doctor Jonas, the original Doctor Venture, and his dad doing very inappropriate sketchy need to cancellation level shit and oh, right, you right. slowly find out that uh his dad is not his dad but you know what makes family is the people who love you so, no, it's so true <laughs> you guys i'm talking with rebecca deans who just said what makes family <laughs> <laughs> about a very weird show. <laughs> about a super weird family and uh yeah so okay so let's talk about the other the other um the the order of the triad and ah, um yeah the lesser heroes of our group yes where we have but, the alchemist who's trying to cure aids but also is a paunchy gay asian man with a, a bald spot <laughs> right our blade themed blackula hunter jefferson oh, and he, stardust <laughs> right and he only fights blackulas mm-hmm. he only he, he will not fight white Draculas. He or white his vampires. blood eye does not show up for the white Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doctor um, Orpheus, who is our Doctor Strange character. Yes, and um, I came at this great. show at a little bit of an angle because I was a book nerd and a movie nerd instead of a superhero comic book nerd. So right. a lot of these characters are like, I see these stereotypes. Are they arch characters? This you know, what type of character they're supposed to be, but I don't necessarily see the joke right away because Marvel hadn't really kicked in yet. And I was right. very late to Marvel as it was. Right. It was early. It was pre the MCU when mm-hmm. this all started. So that makes perfect sense. And then, um, and then he didn't Dr. Orpheus had a, um, um, a mentor that he talked to in the closet. Yeah. If I remember correctly, John H. Benjamin voices, the master in Triana's closet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and yeah, I did. Tri- was Triana magical? She had the potential, and when the last time we—not the last time we really see her, but the last where she's living with her dad, she goes into the closet, and the master and she have a talk about how she doesn't want to end up married to Dean with some weird triple clone baby. So she okay. maybe needs to go move in with her mom and her stepdad and get her magical education started. <laughs> Okay. And the last yeah. time we see her is at the prom where she's agreed to go as a friend and Dean is an absolute piece of shit the entire night and ends up wow. burning a cross on her lawn. Oh my god. So and then um and then the guild of calamitous intent is the guild. Is that mm-hmm. the supervillain guild? Yeah. Is there a superhero guild? OSI is OSI. in charge of That's... the 
uh, protagonist. <laughs> okay, yeah, and then the Guild of Calamitous Intent is in charge of our, of 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 everybody else, and so there's Phantom Limb, uh, also voiced by James Urbaniak. It says, "Oh, that's interesting." Uh, former lover of Doctor Girlfriend and head of the Revenge Society, and a pompous, annoying person, <laughs> so annoying, and then is constantly removing his limbs. Uh, Red Mantle and Dragoon. Two oldest members of the council. I don't remember either of them. Phantom Limb previously kidnapped them and sewed the dying dragoon's head to Red Mantle's body. Oh, it's the two-headed guy. Yeah, it becomes the two-headed guy. And they, um, in the very best part of one of the episodes is all of the people who are being lifted up into the new guild's council of 13 have to fight off their original villains, their biggest villains. And they're like, they just kind of don't want to do it. So they right. kind of like watch a couple episodes of Downton Abbey and have a sherry because they share one stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open their things and they've outlived their, and you know, their protagonists. Yeah. So they don't have to do anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't remember Radical Left, supervillain with a split personality and currently a member of the new council. So he's sort of a um, Two-Face character. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Phineas Phage. I vaguely remember Dr. Phineas Phage. He was um, voiced by three people over the course of the show, including Bill Hader for a while. Bill Hader and James Adomian. Mm-hmm. That's uh, stand-up comic James Adomian, ladies and gentlemen, of Armenian ancestry. <laughs> and, uh, and and a delight. So, um, he and then Red Death. Oh, Red Death's who, my favorite, because that's uh, Clancy Brown. And he's just, okay. like, growly and uh, evil. But he's also very mature, and he only goes out and kills once a year, because he's got a six-year-old who he loves and a pretty <laughs> wife, and... He just, he has separated business from his personal life, and he's just going <laughs> to go around and, and that murder is, as much as he wants on that one night a year. <laughs> okay. And that is Red Death, you guys. Um, so the Sovereign, what is a shapeshifter and former head of the guild, uh, he primarily used the form of David Bowie. Yeah. Okay. So in the very beginning, he's in charge of the guild, and then Phantom Limb overthrows him at the Battle of Cremation Creek, which is the end of season two, and then loses something else. And then he's overthrown because he's kind of insane and a total asshole. So Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then so the sovereign's back in charge for a while and it's kinda like you you see him but you don't see him. He's he's when they want to make a David Bowie joke, they'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he is killed like season at the end of season five and then we have to set up a new council because there's not going to be a leader anymore everybody's going to actually be on the council oh, okay so, so that's they, when doctor's gonna... girlfriend starts her very paperwork heavy uh corporate job <laughs> oh my gosh it i do i do like i like the seasons where it's you know i think my favorite character is usually brock Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes and the monarch ones when it's just showing Rusty being just a bad guy, mm-hmm. and he was genuinely a terrible father. Oh, and horrible. just it's such an interesting the fact that Adult Swim made was like clearly into this thing. Do we know what these <laughs> guys went on? And I saw Paul F. Tompkins actually played the character of uh, Jonas. Um, I think not Jonas Senior, but the Monarch's dad. Yeah, and the Blue um, that's it. And um, what what have these two guys been doing since? That's the real. Well, dead. <laughs> they tell us very early that uh, Doctor Jonas Venture died, and that's when Rusty got all of his money, and he bailed out, left college. So he doesn't have a doctorate, really. He has an honorary doctorate from the City College of Tijuana or something very, very not respected. Very dodgy. Super dodgy. <laughs> and oh, then um, uh, the Blue Morpho died in the plane crash, which left Malcolm um, orphaned and being raised by monarch butterflies. 
Okay. Um, see, my real question is who um, who created this? Um, uh, and what are they doing? Uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public. I'm, I'm not sure if those are their real names because I don't want to dig too deep because I Kristen enjoy it. Mc- oh, wait. A okay, so I found it. Mm-hmm. It's Kristen McCulloch. Christopher McCulloch is the... Um, is the director and writer mm-hmm. of of it. Does that mean that he created it, Christopher McCulloch? Yeah. Uh, so Christopher McCulloch goes by Jackson Public. Oh, that's that's right, because that's how it's <laughs> so, written in the credits. I've seen yeah. it. I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know who anybody is. So that's the important thing. Um, the uh, So what else? Yeah, so I don't know if he... So they were really... Um, Jackson Public, I believe, was really into doing the... Tick live action in 2000. Okay. So that's kind of where your sense of humor came in. And he had a friend who introduced him to Doc Hammer and they were, they threw together this kind of idea. I think that had been pre simmering about what was, what happened to Johnny Quest after? What was an adult Johnny Quest really like? Cause I'm sure it wasn't healthy. <laughs> right. right. And uh, one of them is a painter and the other is kind of a musician and they just had this very, low key relationship to being famous. It was like they wanted to it seems like they wanted to do the show and only the show. And they would go to Comic Con and stuff like that and yeah. other um cons, but it was really just like we'll get it done when it's done because it's hand drawn and we have to go back and forth between us and Korea. And okay. we write when we can and you know we're gonna have a personal life in there too. So it was just Adults Inc- it, let it just kind of this is amazing along. Yeah, it is amazing to me because that sounds incredibly mature and mm-hmm. self-aware and not at all Hollywoody kind of. Oh, this is very popular. I'm going to give up the rest of my life mm-hmm. and make The Simpsons. Right, turn it out I, as fast as we can. Get 22 right. episodes a season. These episodes, these seasons are eight to 13 episodes a season. Yeah, not a lot of episodes, and mm-hmm. it's not even South Park, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like so those those two guys were like, they they made a great deal with Comedy Central, where they were like, no, no oversight. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot censor us at all, or we're not going to do it. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, fine. And, uh, <laughs> but they, and I mean. Comedy Central yeah. probably got the better deal out of that, because of how long have they been going? <laughs> Right, that thing's been going for twenty odd years, but they they cranked them out mm-hmm. for all of those seasons, like The Simpsons, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, this could have been like The Simpsons, I think. I think it would have lost everything that makes it magical, though. Makes for it sure dark and weird and right because nobody can sustain. I don't know that. I mean, from the sound of that guy, I don't know that he could have sustained that level of weirdness, and. Yeah. Um, and the things that make it a joy are the real characters that are flawed. I mean, when I think mm-hmm. about the monarch, he he is very, very jealous of Dr. Girlfriend. But he also has this self-aggrandizement and he thinks he's <laughs> this. But he's also incredibly insecure. Mm-hmm. And so they're almost each character is a whole person, right? I think that's what they tried very hard to do was create whole people they're not the most likable people but in showing them no. as whole people they become you can you can relate to and them. enjoy yeah. and relate to everybody right the fact that you end up liking dr hatred right mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that you the the idea that that as we go along we get to see that dean the difference between dean and and hank is real oh yeah hugely different Hank is very business oriented. He started Hank Co. He's he's not on the college track. He's a little obsessed with that Batman. <laughs> he's very all the way to the end. He's obsessed with, <laughs> with Batman. And Hank gets a girlfriend before Dean does, and she just happens to be the daughter of the supervillain across the street. But you know, well, you, you date, up. you date <laughs> you who date, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who else is he going to meet? And uh, so, yeah, she uh, and she was incredibly athletic. If I remember correctly, she was like a super villain in training or was it? Didn't he? Serena um, was the villain's daughter across the street and her dad was wide whale. And so she's ocean themed and she has gills. And oh, one day right. Hank is looking across the Columbus Circle because they're now in very rich Manhattan, and he sees this girl laying face down in the pool, and he tries to go rescue her because he's really a white knight. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's where it starts for that. Right, and and Dean is a little bit more. Well, how would you describe Dean's character? Uh, he's very college track. He wants to be a super scientist like his grandfather. We're not going to call right. Dr. Venture <laughs> a super yeah. scientist. He is a scientist. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, so he, he is even enrolled in school by the end of the show. It's like he's at Stuyvesant University and he's taking science classes and he's just like, he's trying to actually more like his uncle JJ, who mm-hmm. is just like, I'm actually going to do science and make an impact. <laughs> and right. I'm sick of my dad's life and him dragging us around the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, if there's anything left, let's quickly use some of it for my college tuition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although because JJ passes, uh, he leaves every all the money to Doctor Venture. So now he's oh, fabulously that... wealthy again because JJ created. Oh, that's right. The iPad. He's basically like a Steve Jobs character. Yes. So forty years inside. Dr. Venture, and then he gets out, and he's like, he rebuilds the space station. <laughs> well, that's right, the Gargantua or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This fabulous wealth, and he's like a tech billionaire, and then he dies. Then he badly. dies. Yes. Uh, but that gives Rusty a fortune to deal with, to play with. So now mm-hmm. Rusty is just, and the he's boys back. are not doing their best, but they're trying. They're in New York, and they're being right. young men with money. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um uh so yeah, so but I so yeah, Dean Dean is, has the crush on Dr. Orpheus's daughter. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't ever go anywhere if I remember correctly. It almost does a couple of times or It does. Uh they go on a date. They he's obviously infatuated with her when she comes over. Um then yeah. she leaves the character is pushed out of the show and then they um, bring her back for one more episode, which was the prom episode. And then she's gone. And then he doesn't really date again until the very end of season seven. And that's a, might be his brother's girlfriend. Oh, it might be. It might be. It's a, no storms lead to strange bedfellows. <laughs> right. So what are your favorite? Uh, there were some great t-shirts. I will have to say that on the t-shirt yes. front. So have well, you seen the Go Team Venture art and making of the Venture Brothers tome? This thing is a oh gorgeous Oh my God, there's a book. coffee table. It is a coffee table book and it is glossy and it shows like all of their art. And it's just mostly an interview between the two creators talking about there's a page per episode. But then there's also before and after and all of the. Um, okay. Because they're all done. the ephemera. They unfortunately they are. They mentioned that they had started writing season eight in 2018, yep. and then mm-hmm. so that would have given us about 2020 to get the actual thing. And then in 2020, they announced that it had been canceled. And then there was some announcement about a full length movie, and like that hasn't happened either. So if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, I am very happy with where it ended. I thought it was a good place to end. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I genuinely have not yet seen the end of it. Um, But I look. Oh, now see, look how cool that people go to YouTube and look at how cool that (laughs) that T-shirt is. It's 24 and 21. Yes. Yeah. It's the two henchmen in black and white. And that's just good times as far as I'm concerned. So um, the OSI gray t-shirt from the second release of the t-shirt club was my favorite because it was such, so lightweight and easy to breathe. And of course that means it unraveled immediately because they were nice and lightweight. (laughs) Yes. uh, OSI. I wonder um, what I'm looking for is I'm looking, you know how they have a list of people, people on the internet will make a list of anything. (laughs) But for some reason, they have not made an image list of all the t-shirts. And there were 
I mean, I think we did two seasons of t-shirts mm-hmm. and some of them were so poorly made that they didn't fit anyone that we, <laughs> that, that I knew. I was like, well, this is never going to work. And did you happen to see that Macaulay Culkin modeled the destiny shirt? No. So there's a picture out there of Macaulay Culkin in the destiny shirt, which I'm surprised he did because they, they made a reference to him saying, they used pictures of Macaulay Culkin as currency in jail. So I'm like, I'm surprised. He was like, let's get in bed with these people. <laughs> um, let's see. Macaulay Culkin. What, what is it? The Destiny? The Destiny. Destiny shirt. Uh, let's see if that's something that... Uh, no, that doesn't... Wait. I don't know. I don't think so. That's not it, is it? No. <laughs> no, that's whatever. Maybe you find me a copy of that shirt and we put it as the, as the, in the slug. Um, so what would you, so if people start, now there's, there's seasons and then there's special episodes. Yeah. I what would a, skip yeah. the pilot. I always, okay. I didn't even watch the pilot until I was like rifling around the special features of oh um, right you were desperate the dvd <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now hulu starts with the pilot which is the secrets okay. of turtle bay and it's very rough drawn it's very it's very corny on the sexual side it doesn't really yeah. meld as well with what they ended up turning it into so if they skip that they can go back to it if they end up loving it just when when they're looking for more content because they're out of content. When you're watching it for the third time this year, like I occasionally do. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> they're, they're 22 minute episodes. They just roll right into each other. They just exactly you. And there's only eight or third. Like you said, it's about maximum six or seven hours per per season. Mm-hmm. So you could spend four hours. You know, you're done in a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what about the specials? What are they? Um, so do they, they have a Christmas special. Show, they do have a Christmas special. They don't show the Christmas special. I think you would have to look on YouTube, or you again find the DVD special because that's where right. I see it. Um, now the very Halloween special should be shown. In it should be the first third of the season opener for season five, then okay. the Halloween special, then the second third. Okay, but it's not. I mean, like you can't actually do it the way you should because they tell you something very important about them. Maybe Rusty's a clone too, and Reese Darby does a voice from uh, "Our Flag Means Death" as Helper 2.0, and uh, oh, wow. J.K. Simmons yeah. does a voice, and it's just like it's a big special, like. I can't believe some of the names they got to do voices. Like they got Patton Oswalt, they've got Aziz Ansari, they've got Mark Hamill, Tim Meadows, Stephen Colbert did a voice for a couple of years and then he tapped out and then um, Reggie Watts did a character, Seth Green, um, Kristen Milati is doing a lot of voices. Kate McKinnon, I was surprised. And that was before her work on uh, SNL. Paget Brewster does a lot of their female characters. And then okay. my absolute favorite is Jeffrey Wright, who I just think is just an amazing actor. And they got him to do a voice on the Venture Brothers. Which, which like, voice does he do? He did Think Tank. Jeffrey guy, Wright. Yeah. Uh, season six or seven, he's one of the New York villains that are uh, trying to arch Dr. Venture. And this guy is a genius and he's so excited to finally have a scientist as an arch nemesis. But Rusty's maybe not as smart. Rusty as is Rusty. Doctor, the think tank doctor. <laughs> so he's very disappointed when Rusty doesn't play chess. And... Right. <laughs> right. There's no, the, you can't set up like huge riddles because Rusty's not going to get it. Not going to get and... it. <laughs> Okay, well, I have this to say. We are pretty close to an hour, and I, what would you say, are there any other, do you have, are there, besides the t-shirts, which you would have to get on Etsy, and yeah. would you, I would recommend buying bigger than you need. <laughs> Definitely. <because laughs> they run small, they're uneven makes, you know, it's a cafe press kind of moment mm-hmm. where you're just like loosey goosey, just going to try and maybe this will be good. Maybe it won't. So go bigger if you're going to get the shirts and 
what would you, what about action figures or any of that? Um, I have a friend, a lovely friend who also enjoys the Venture Brothers and she happens to work at a toy distribution company. So every once okay. in a while, she uh, gets a good deal on, say, maybe a set of shot glasses or some <laughs> nice figurines for me. Um, this I like book, the if you are shot a Venture glasses. Brothers fan and you have not gotten a copy of Go Team Venture, really invest in it because it is so well made and so beautiful and so detailed. So and, and that's like that coffee that table one. book. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's amazing. Where do you store a coffee table book? We have several books that are <laughs> that size that we, they don't fit in our house. This one happens to fit perfectly in my bookcase upright, which is nice because I don't oh. want it to like lean and I don't want it to just. Yeah, yeah. It's special. It was, it's a, it's a, nice it's a special. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you guys, I have been talking with Rebecca Deans of, uh, and her dorkdom so far, and it seems like this might be a diamond with many facets, uh, is the Venture Brothers. We talked about the Venture Brothers, and um, and I now have to go. I either saw it and didn't completely grok it mm-hmm. and need to rewatch it again, or I never saw season seven. So I'm going to get on it. As we you speak. are in for a treat if you haven't seen it yet. And you're in for a treat if you've forgotten it. So yeah, we'll finish right, up exactly. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the show, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?